Fantasy Focus Football. It is Thursday, October 12th. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico. See all the ways that you could save. My name is Daniel Dopp, joined by Liz Loza and Field Jates. Back by popular demand, Liz Loza. It's usually just you and I, but the crowd was like, no, 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 no. We need more Liz in our lives. I am so excited to third wheel this with you guys. Oh, Oh, far from third wheeling. Yes, you are first wheeling. Field and I are third wheeling, I think is how it works. Have you ever been on a one wheel, by the way? One of those contraptions? Like a unicycle? No, a one wheel, it's like Oh, electric. like when you stand and you like, it feels like you're hoverboarding. Correct. Yeah. Oh, Correct. no, I've never um, done that. I've no, I would that. like to see Field on one of those. Uh, you will probably not see that happen <laughs> as the guy who couldn't ride a bike till he was 16, which I remember when I talked about that in the podcast earlier this off season, I got some people that were like, I stand with you in solidarity because I also could not ride a bike until like 16 or 17 or 18 or maybe even into college years. Unifying the people field. Yeah, that's, that's what I was, what I was going for. Does. It's a big rollerblader, you know, like okay. oh, yeah, yes. it's good cardio workout. Absolutely. It's good on your knees too. What I was a of, figure skater. So. That's right. We talked yeah, about this yeah. last night. I learned that Liz was a figure skater. What? Yeah. When? Competitive figure skater growing uh, up. Competitive figure yes. skater. Okay. Top five in the country one year. Oh. Do you have like trophies and stuff like that? Yes, Is that, medals, trophies. Are they at your house or at your parents' house? They're at my mom's house, unless she's thrown them away because she moves to <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, I have all that, some like cartilage damage in my left ankle, that too. You know? Oh, wow. All Was right. it worth it? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Call me discipline, okay. honestly. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. That's why I think sports Show are important for a lot of reasons. Show out at all the kids' birthday parties now. Yeah, As like totally. the mom who puts on her own skates, goes out there, does a sit spin, and all the parents are like, oh. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. I, I, now, anyway, anyway. When you're anyway. back later on this winter for the show, yes. Yes. we'll all go skating with Oh my gosh, skating. I would love that. That'll be a ton of fun. This is your last day here on campus right now, Liz. You're obviously going to come back and do more stuff with us. But mm-hmm. for today, if people wanted to follow you, what else are you doing here today on Thursday? Um, well, I have a quick hit on Sports Center at mm-hmm. 2 p.m. Eastern. And then I'm sitting on the desk on Daily Wager at 6 p.m. Eastern this evening. Awesome. Excited to join that crew. So check that out if you want a little bit more Liz Loza in your life. And who doesn't want more Liz Loza in uh, People lives? that are insane. Yeah. That's oh, who. Ridiculous yeah. people. All right. We got a Thursday Night Football preview we're going to talk about. And we have our week six preview part one. Mm. Uno. So let's get right into it, guys. Talking about this. This Thursday Night Preview feels fairly simple to me. We're talking mm. Broncos and Chiefs here. I think for me, when I'm looking at these two teams, I know mm-hmm. which Chiefs I want to start. Let's start on the Broncos side of the football. Okay. want to talk about some running backs. Mm-hmm. Javante Williams Mm -hmm. did not show up in the injury report for this. Very excited. He is going to play here tonight. I don't know as though it means a whole lot for me. If I'm honest, I've got Javante Williams outside my top 30. If I think about starting a running back from the Denver Broncos, I'm thinking, boy, (coughs) these Kansas City Chiefs might score 45 points at halftime. Mm. And if that happens, negative game script means I'm not going to love starting one of these running backs unless I have to. Two teams on a bye. Don't feel like I need to go that deep into the running back pool. So I'm trying to stay away from these running backs. I want to know how you guys feel about it, though. I've got Javante as the highest ranked Broncos running back is RB 34. And so you mentioned some of the factors, the possibility of this game getting out of hand at some points during the game, perhaps even early in the game. Moreover, as we know, Samaj P. Ryan's always going to have a role. And I think Jaleel McLaughlin has played enough to earn a small role, even with Javante Williams back on the field. So you're going to see three backs all getting a little bit of work in what could be a negative game script game. And I think for a while during the Chiefs sort of, let's call it the Patrick Holmes, Andy Reid era, where they've been so dominant, so much of it has been just clobbering teams on offense that the defense at times looks a little bit leaky, right? Like they'd be Mm -hmm. bottom five in the NFL in yards allowed because teams are constantly playing catch up to the chiefs and they were just playing prevent defense, but the chiefs have tightened the screws defensively. So it's not like it's a great matchup for your running back. Even if this game does stay tight or at least tighter than we expect it to be for much of this game tonight. So I've got, uh, yeah, Javante Williams outside my top 30 for running backs. Outside my top 30 as well for Vontae. Chiefs, by the way, allowing the six fewest fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Yeah. Here's my issue with Vontae. We talked about coming off of the ACL while he was maybe working towards something before this hip issue set him back a little bit. The thing that made him such an incredible prospect coming out of North Carolina was his tackle-breaking ability, right? Yep. We haven't seen that same level of mm. power and burst in combination from him. So when I think about a potential hit hit to his volume, a bad matchup, a tough matchup, and uh, 
a young running back who managed over seven yards per carry against the Jets, which yeah. is not nothing. Yeah. And if I want a back who has the upside in a situation where there is negative game flow, then it's probably McLaughlin. Mm. Well, that's a pass catcher, someone that you're going to potentially sure. be able to get some garbage time usage out of. If I want to start one of these guys from this game, to be honest, it's the running back from the other team. It's not someone from yeah. the Denver Broncos. Honestly, for me, it's Isaiah Pacheco. The dude is, keeps getting volume 17 or more touches in each of the last three games. And these Denver Broncos have given up the most fantasy points to running backs in the league. Now, part of that is because they played the Dolphins, who just torched them. But this is a great matchup. And all the things I said about the potential negative game script for the uh, Broncos running backs, it's sort of the opposite, potentially, for Isaiah Pacheco. If they get up big, they need to run it out. I like Pacheco here as a top 10 play. By the way, the Chiefs no longer, when they get inside the five-yard line, decide to do like crazy weird things, right? right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's not the left guard catching the touchdown. No dosey doing. It's like, hey, here's the running back. Running into the end zone, Love that. scoring six points. So yeah, I've got Pacheco's RB six this week as well. He's played well. He's dominated carries for the Chiefs. He's been enough involved, not super involved, but enough involved in the passing game to add just a little bit extra there. And this game should be one in which the Chiefs offense is frequently on the Broncos side of the field. Echoing yep. all of these same sentiments as Isaiah Pacheco, I like to call him the most extra back in the league because some players are economical. That yeah. is not his style, yeah. <laughs> um, but we don't mind it when you're top 12 in rushing and receiving yards into fields yeah. earlier point top 10 in red zone opportunities. Yeah. Look at some of the running back performances against the Broncos already so far this year, obviously Brees Hall last week, 177 and uh, that long, long run for the touchdown. Yep. Khalil Herbert for the bears. He had over a hundred yards. Uh, Brian Robinson, he had 129 scrimmage yards plus two touchdowns Mm -hmm. against the Broncos. They have been a very, very leaky faucet as it pertains to their run defense. So, yeah, Pacheco in a good spot this week for Kansas City. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Is this going to be a smash spot? Potentially for Patrick Mahomes field because we have not seen the number one quarterback look like the number one quarterback. You know what? So this far. is here's my little pep talk. All right. I've got him as quarterback three this week. Everybody else has him as quarterback Whoa. one. Now, yeah. quarterback three. It's not like I'm Are not you playing to, like, Patrick speak Mahomes. Him into but existence? You know what? Have a little talk right now, a little locker room talk. This is okay. a little bit of a right. little bit of a motivational speech for Patrick Mahomes out there. Okay. Patrick Mahomes through five games has thrown for over three hundred yards. Once. If you had told me that coming into the season, you would say, No way, that's gonna happen. Once in the first Five games? That's the case. Patrick Mahomes has just two 20-plus point games so far this season. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, Mahomes hasn't really bombed totally so far this year, but for Patrick Mahomes, you are expecting him to be not like a solid quarterback. You're expecting him to be the best quarterback in the entire NFL every single Sunday or Thursday, as it were, in this game. So it's been a little bit down in part because I think the lack of playmakers has caught up to them more this year in the passing game than it has in recent years. And the fact that the running game is going to do some work near the goal line. So while Mahomes could certainly have a big game tonight, I am trying to motivate him to have a monster game tonight by putting him as quarterback three. I love, I love the it. pep talk. I yeah, think it's great. Too. QB six overall in fantasy. He did manage around 19 fantasy points in week one without Travis Kelsey yeah. on the field, which I think we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yep. Um, but <laughs> the Denver Broncos have allowed an average of 281 passing yards oh, it's a per fantastic game, match. right? Yeah, it's and a great. Although, to your point about Isaiah Pacheco, the Chiefs are 10 and a half point favorites. Mm. So... Little ground and pound. No, what you, run the ball out. Truly, what you want tonight, like tr- what, what you really want tonight, if you have Patrick Mahomes, is you want this to be the Bears game 2.0. When they were up like 35 nothing at halftime, half. yes, exactly. And Patrick Mahomes played again into the third quarter for like yep. one drive. Yep. He left the game with like 26 fantasy points, and you're like, wow, I got 26 fantasy points. On a day in which Patrick Mahomes played like 55% of the snaps. Dude, I not only do I want that for Patrick Mahomes, I want that for Travis Kelsey because he's coming up into this game. Mm-hmm. Liz, obviously banged up, dealing mm-hmm. with an ankle injury. We'll figure out whether or not he actually plays. Once we I expect oh, he's going to play. God, I yeah. know that everyone's excited about it. I'm just, just in case. But if that's the case, I want him to go out there and dominate in the first half so that he can go sit and rest that, that ankle for as much as he can. But if he plays, you're playing him. A hundred percent. I mean, his ankle was reportedly heavily taped, right? Uh, (laughs) Earlier in the week in practice. Not for nothing. If this is something that is make, if if news changes by the time people are listening to this pod, Noah Gray played a season high 54 snaps and ran a season high 37 routes in week one in Travis Kelsey's absence. And all of that resulted in a three catch 31 yard effort in which Blake Bell caught a touchdown. So no, thank you. Give me Logan Thomas instead this week. I'm not (laughs) messing. 
messing with Noah Gray. I know that people uh, don't want to hear any more about uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. So I I'm do. not here. Okay, you do, but I think that there's, and I, I am, me too. I'm <laughs> mindful of the fact that there is a cross section of our audience and just sports fans in general that they've they've got the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey fatigue. That part's fine, but she's reportedly going to be at the game tonight. You think Tra- you think Taylor Swift is going to a game in which Travis Kelsey is not going to play? You can answer that question for yourself. Kelsey yeah. will be back there on the field tonight. I've got him as tight end one, unsurprisingly. I love a Thursday representing. It's not even Sunday. I know, right? <laughs> National TV, primetime. Oh Amazon gosh. Prime might... You know what? Amazon might finally start making some money tonight. They, they might fi- finally get there. <laughs> they have the like, Taylor ah, effect. Yes. My, bi- my, my fortunes finally come around. It's about time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the other side of this, do you have Russell Wilson as a streamer understanding that if we've been talking about game script, we keep saying game script. Yeah. Is this a spot where Russell Wilson might be able to be in a good positive game script playing from behind most of the game? Not only that. He's been fine this year. Thank you, Phil. Like Russell Wilson's like far from the problem with Denver these days. Obviously, their defense is woeful, but Russell Wilson, and maybe it's because like the only way that it would matter for Russell Wilson is if they were actually winning games as well, but he's been totally fine. He has over 15 fantasy points in every game so far this season in back-to-back weeks. While this Chiefs defense does have like good individual cornerbacks, They've actually found ways, the two offenses that have faced him over the past couple of weeks, to do some damage. Kirk Cousins and Zach Wilson both had big days against this Chiefs secondary. Zero interceptions. Meanwhile, remember Zach Wilson had, had like the best game of his career mm-hmm. against this Chiefs pass defense. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings couldn't finish drives, but they moved the football pretty effectively last night. So I've got Russ as quarterback 12. Obviously, if you have Anthony Richardson, you're looking for a different option. That's there you me. Go. We'll talk more about Brock Purdy, Deshaun Watson. Yep guys maybe looking for a replacement for there are quarterbacks in which Russell Wilson would have more value over this week. I love that you're telling the people like buck the narrative a little bit here. And obviously Russell kind (laughs) of does it to himself with the various social media antics and media stunts. He's the only player headshot that we have with, with with eye black, eye black on both sides. What are you doing, man? You see (laughs) this fantastic point? No. Oh man. Yeah. He, he is very basic, but he did manage two passing scores, sure, under 200 yards against a Jets defense, right? Yeah, didn't throw sure. a pick in that game either. Mm-hmm. I think he has looked just sub-vintage this season, mm-hmm. and I don't... I, a little bit of rushing back this year as well, so that helps boost the floor mm-hmm. up a little bit. I think Russ has been fine. I feel a little bit less positive about his wide receiver, just because like the, the individual cornerback matchup. matchups yeah. are pretty good. LeJarrius Sneed's been playing awesome for the Chiefs this year. Trent McDuffie, their first round pick a year ago, has been also been awesome yeah. for Kansas City. So I have both Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton just outside my top 30. But Judy is sort of right there on the precipice of being a starter. And I think a lot of people will be starting Jerry Judy. He's just gotten enough pedigree and was probably, even with the injury that took place in preseason, fourth or fifth round pick that you're probably inclined to go there with Judy. He has not yet scored a touchdown though this season could tonight be the night that he snaps a streak oh, let's speak it into existence Might, i would love i that. think draw a few more looks with sneed likely to shadow sutton as well so could be could, could very be a little well boost be, in volume could be nice if there was anyone else from this game liz that you wanted to talk about deeper mm. league potential options is there anyone that you like no i mean i would love to mention marvin mims but he's just not playing enough that's so both marvin mims and rasheed rice are two guys that i'm really excited about like i would love to see him get a little bit more action here rasheed rice i think it'll be tough because he's not getting enough volume for Mm -hmm. me to start him this week but someone that i want to keep watching because he's absolutely been that wide receiver within this offense outside of travis kelsey that it feels like is starting to develop a little bit of a rapport with patrick mahomes i believe Uh, he entered them last week number two in targets among Chiefs behind Travis Kelsey only. Rasheed Rice, yes. targets Let's go. and receptions, yeah. and he is second. Uh, Travis Kelsey has 12 first downs on the season, and Rasheed Rice has 11. Look mm. at you with that pull, so, Daniel. Look right. right. you know, the fact that you know Travis Kelsey plays in the slot a lot, and Casey wasn't there, that's where the majority of his points have come from. Yeah. By the way, the majority of Rasheed Rice's points have also come from the slot. So looking at that safety valve to help move the chains for Patrick Mahomes if you need someone. But it's a deeper league play. I don't love it so far this week. Snap, snap I'm analysis. Trying. Let's trying go. Say Mike right. steps away for one day and Daniel's got all kinds of numbers. I'd love it. I don't need we we don't need Mike Clay here. We got Liz. No, 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 no. Mike Clay's great. Mike Clay's great. Okay. You asked him how, what he thought of me, actually. Hey, he did say nice on live television. You, I know. I know. Uh, this seems like a funny question to ask, but who are you taking tonight? Broncos or Chiefs? I, I, it's a tough one. I think I might lean the Chiefs way. Might lean Chiefs. 
Daniel? I'm going to lean the Chiefs okay. as well. Okay, I will lean the Chiefs as well. Okay, three for three right there. Oh, and Kevin Pulsifer from the other side of the room said he's going to take the Broncos. So at least we wow. didn't go all <laughs> one side with wow. the Chiefs. We saved us wow. there. So thank you for that one, Pulse. Appreciate uh, it. Chiefs big time. Big time. Yeah. All right, we're going to give our week six preview part one in just a little bit. But first, Field Yates. Home, auto, prize sports memorabilia. Whatever you need to protect, Geico can help you co- can help get you covered. And with the award-winning Geico mobile app, you can get 24-7 claims, support, and on-the-go policy access. It's easy. Go to Geico. Go to geico.com today. Liz, do I you d- smell that? I definitely do. That's the scent of fresh turf and freshly cracked Dr. Pepper. I wish you guys could see her face right now in the studio, which can only mean one thing. It is college football season. So block off your Saturdays and swipe a sweet Dr. Pepper from the mini fridge because there's a new season of high kicks, long throws and Fansville commercial breaks to carry you all the way to the West Coast games in Ohio. That's right. The fans are back. And this year they're heating up. We're talking more hot takes, more heartbreak, more layers of face paint. Get ready to drink in all the drama this season with the help of the most delicious college football tradition there is. DP, Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. Oh, gosh, your face when I asked you if you could smell that, Liz, was like, are you doing this right now? I don't know what's happening. What am I smelling? Are you suggesting that someone just tooted in the studio? studio? (laughs) It's incredible. I loved it. All right, let's get into our week six preview. Part one presented by Geico. Geico and see all the ways that you could save. Let's talk about Brees Hall mm. looked fantastic off a snap count. Everything about that field. You talked about that 70 yard run last week. Yep. You love everything that Brees Hall brings to the table. What I don't love mm. is that they're playing the Philadelphia Eagles who have allowed the third fewest points to fantasy running backs. How do you feel about this matchup? for Brees All right. Hall? So I want people to, to, to note and I, I will note it myself. So the last time Brees Hall had a major game was in week one. And we all said going into week two, you know, it's just too fun to sit, to not play Brees Hall. You have to you have play Brees Hall, right? The difference between week one and week five last week was that Brees Hall played a ton more in week five than he did in week one. He had 25 touches last week. Mm. He played 52% of the snaps, which isn't a dominant number, but still 25 total touches. Yes, the Eagles allow the second fewest fantasy points per game to opposing running backs, but Brees Hall's talent, the Jets already, you know, they're talking about how this guy's maybe the best player on our roster for a team that also includes the likes of Sauce Gardner and Quinn and Williams and others. Uh, Brees Hall is just so, so talented that the volume, because the Jets still even in a good matchup against that Philly secondary. I just don't trust Zach Wilson to make a ton of huge throws. Yeah. I expect them to try to control the game on the ground if they can with Brees Hall. I've got him as RB19, Liz. Any disagreement there? No, and I want to point out, though, that Fletcher Cox missed last week yeah. with, I believe, yeah. a back injury, right? So even if he plays in a limited capacity, then that could be beneficial to both Hall, who I would love to see rip off another one, right? He has three runs, three runs over 40 yards in five games. So we all remember week one, but two more times over 40, not 20. So um, I just think the upside that he brings and if they're, you know, Eagles defense has had a couple of injuries as well, even in the secondary. So I think there could be um, an advantage that people are underlooking for the Jets. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. I want to talk about the other side of that game, too, because Dallas Goddard, boy, last week was fantastic. Finalmente. After what had been like kind of a frustrating run for Dallas Goddard managers here. Did you you just say finalmente? I'm not sure what it meant. I just kept on going. Oh, is that Italian? Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Abbas? Si. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that, actually. (laughs) Anyway, Daniel cool feels like yeah, so, yeah. uh, back here. With my Sorry, we had a English very we had a lengthy conversation in Spanish right there. We covered a lot of ground. Yes, yeah. I could tell. I could tell. Yeah. Uh, Dallas Goddard has been frustrating for fantasy managers. You yeah. talk about the last four games before last week. Eight point two points, nine point one, four point five. The problem is he's just he's really not moving the ball down the field a whole lot. He's getting some targets. Last week, we finally saw it. Liz, are you going back to the well and trusting in Dallas Goddard here? No, I think you have to. I mean, coming. So. Dallas Goddard has registered a 95% snap share while only pass blocking 19 times in five games. It hasn't necessarily worked out, right? How about that, Nug? Thank you, Kevin Pulsifer. Uh, It hasn't always worked out for him, but it is an indication that they want to use him as a receiver, right? So I do think New York has allowed the most fantasy points to opposing tight ends, and they gave up a league-high five scores to the position, including one to Adam Troutman. Mm -hmm. Matchup is good. Mm. Opportunity is good. Yeah. 
The rest, at tight end, you just kind of hope and pray for yeah, it. He's on the list. The great Chris Jericho used to keep or still keeps the list. Uh, it's uh, He's on the list of tight ends. The ones yeah. that you start them mm-hmm. and you live with the results one way or the other. For the first four weeks, you wanted to pull your hair out. Yep. The fifth week, you loved it with you Dallas Goddard. That. And I expect that things will start to even out, kind of normalize for Dallas Goddard going forward. I have him as tight end seven this week. Fuel, I'm trying to figure out how to normalize this. Nah, it didn't work. I'm trying to figure out this Arizona Cardinals backfield because yeah. it's anything but normal right now. Yeah. We got this weird report. After we saw Amari DiMarcado be the guy last week, we found <laughs> out that, in fact, it was going to be Keontae Ingram who was atop the depth chart. Does that matter? Right now for fantasy managers, this is one of those things that like a team is just going to say, oh, yeah, Keontae Ingram is going to be first, but they're both going to split time. We're probably going to see both of them here. So the the depth chart itself does not matter to me. The idea that the team releases a depth chart and it says a certain player is, you know, right running back one. Didn't, didn't the Falcons have Bijan as number as three no, or number yeah, four? Hold on. Bijan. Bijan. <gasps> we talked about this last night when we were celebrating Liz's birthday. Apparently, his mother says his Bijan. name is Bajan. Yeah. That makes me feel a little bit different about him as a fantasy player. (laughs) I haven't decided if it's better or worse or worse. I don't fancier. It's more elite. Yeah. So I think it is better because I can't really say bad things about Bajan Robinson. But going forward, we're going to call him by his proper name. Bajan Robinson. We okay. thought it was bad for Brandon because Bijan could do a Dijon deal, right? Totally. Like, a, you know, he could be the spokesperson for your favorite mustard brand. Um, but uh, yeah, Bajan. Anyways, uh, I don't like saying <laughs> bad things about him, but he was once <laughs> RB3 on the Falcon step chart. Yep. So it's that's not the part that bothers me. It's the idea that while I think Amari Mercado probably will end up leading the Cardinals in backfield touches this week. I don't feel totally great about it, which is why you can't bring him inside your top 25 for running backs. I want people to think about just like when we're doing our rankings for running backs, obviously the top 10 are like, you're playing these guys. You feel absolutely awesome about it. 11 through 20, I would say, depending on the week, you might see like half of those guys where you're like, absolutely got to do it. Feel really good about it. The other half, you're like, I'm starting him, but I do understand there's like a little bit of risk baked in. Once you get past 20, it's like, I don't know what's going on. Sure. Once you get past 25, it's like, I am hoping in total dart, right? Once yeah. you get to around 30, it's like, I want this. Like, I think this player probably is going to do one of two things. Lead his team in total touches amongst the running backs or has like big play propensity. I'm just mm-hmm. going to throw him in there because like he's got upside. I think Mercado was much more in the former bucket than yeah. the latter, but I don't know that I, if, if I could, I would avoid starting any Cardinals running back this week. More of a north-south grinder, if we're looking at his. Yeah, at his he's not. Why yeah. this is not? The, I mean, he's he was, not an elusive fast guy. Yeah, he was not. I mean, he went undrafted. He was played had a good college good college career at TCU, but this is not some like you know this is this is. I'm trying to think of like a of a frisky undrafted running back that's like really made his way as like this elusive player. But this is not Jaleel McLaughlin, like right? Austin Eckler. Or Austin Eckler. Yeah, oh that's, my that's, God. that's probably the example. Like, yeah. Hi, yeah. right next to us, but not even Jaleel Esty. McLaughlin right there, um, who this year has you know he's got like crazy speed and like you know has some upside there. Um, Jalen Warren, so yeah. maybe. Yeah, Warren's a good player too, not a, man. Not a bad one. Um, but but not a good comp for this. So year. my my well, bottom yeah, line yeah, is like fair. I don't want to play either of them. Like I don't want to play any. Tr- that's where I'm at. Well, the matchup's also not great. Not great. Rams. The, Rams. Right. The, yeah. uh, the Rams have given up two rushing scores to opposing running backs on the season. And if you're looking at this player, this is a kind of player that you're hoping, quote, falls into the end zone, uh-huh. given his skill set. Um, also not just worth mentioning, Ingram has been listed as a limited participant in practice for three straight practices, still dealing with the neck issue that kept him out in weeks four and five. Oh, that's good to know, too. All right, Liz, you've had so many good nuggets on running backs. A lot of nugs. Let's just turn it over for you talking about whatever the mess is that is Chicago Bears backfield. Hold on. Bears are on fire right now offensively. We can't call it a mess. They're going to win the division. Well, Ooh, I like that. Do you believe that? Oh, all right. <laughs> I say the Detroit Lions will win the <laughs> NFC North. The Liz board bet for the day we were hoping for. This is what it's I mean, be. this is sure. This is it. Uh, what are you doing right now, honestly, with the Chicago Bears running backs? Because you got a lot of options. How do you know which one you want to start in fantasy? Well, I'm a little bit concerned that Roshan Johnson has yet to clear concussion protocol, given that he played last Thursday, yep. right? I'm getting a little bit worried And if he doesn't clear, and again, I I think we're leaning in that direction. Obviously, Friday's reports are going to be really revealing in this regard, but it's down to Foreman. He's got to be the guy. guy. I mean, I I don't like he's been a healthy and active for the Bears last four games in week one. He carried the ball five times for 16 yards and two catches for another eight receiving. So not great. But it was at that point that he fell out of favor and Rashawn Johnson kind of leaped forward. So I think Deontay Foreman, who, by the way, Deontay Foreman had, uh, I believe, five rushing efforts over 100 yards 
between week seven and 18 after CMC was traded from Carolina. So not a scrub. No, not, not a, scrub. a scrub. The problem here's the problem with Deontay Foreman is that he's going to need a hundred yards and a touchdown to pay off. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah. But I, it is going to have to happen again this year. And I just don't know that um, I can count on that out of a player who we haven't seen play at all this season. Also the matchup, if we're looking at it, um, the, the Vikings are easier to beat through the air mm-hmm. than on the they ground. Yeah. So, you know, Luke Getze is like thrilled at this point, right? Cause he's like, Oh, I don't have to run the ball. Absolutely. It's all through the air. Yeah. Fantastic. So I think like they're like, I, I view Deontay Foreman in a similar vein to Amari DiMarcato yeah. in that, like I would play him only if thrust in the position where I had to play that player, but with only two teams on a bye this week, it doesn't feel like you're quite as depleted at running back that you might've been as you might be in future weeks. We have two weeks with six teams on a bye. Why do you do this to us? Yeah. NFL completely crazy to me, which let's assume Ingram does not play. And Roshan Johnson does not play okay. between Foreman and DeMarcado. Yeah. DeMarcado. I can't do it. DeMarcado. Thank you. Yeah. Um, who are you starting? If you have to. If I have to. Like, let's oh, say you're, you're a Najee God. Harris investor. You have to start one of these guys. You're scrumming it on the waiver wire. I will go with Deontay Foreman by a smidge. Because of the pre-existing. Just the idea that like he could push for 20 carries if there's no Roshan, no Travis Homer. Yeah. Like and obviously no Cleo Herbert. Like I also think that there's a chance that I think people are going to have to be making this choice though in some leagues, yeah, in some well, deeper leagues. Uh, you guys can sense the confidence in my voice about how good <laughs> I feel about it. I feel more confident right now after two weeks mm-hmm. for Justin Fields and this Bears offense to move the ball down the field against this Vikings defense right. and maybe put Deontay Foreman in some goal line situations where even if he doesn't get a hundred yards, he could get two touchdowns mm. because you're punching in at the end zone. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't feel the same thing necessarily about the Cardinals against the Rams, although the Cardinals have been frisky. So we'll, well see I would that. love that's to why see, I would go with Foreman. I would love to see. I'm going to call. I'm going to brand it right now. Oh my gosh. Somebody TM, TM, TM. The second city shove. The second, the second, sh- second, sh- second, second, City, hold on, bleep this out. This family network, the second yes. city shove. There yeah. you go. That's Sorry, guys. Justin Fields at the goal line. Forget oh, Foreman for a okay. second. Second, not the Windy City shove. Second city is a is better that alliteration. The second, second city is the improv thing. Yeah, you're yeah. trying to get me to curse on live TV. That's, what, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> Which I just did apparently did a couple well, times. Well, if I can't get so, you on a yes. one wheel, okay. then I'm, I'm going to do this. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Windy City seems, the second city was is, is or was, is, is, is still the improv club that's like produced like a million comics, yes, right? Chicago right. is called the second city and oh. definitely has a second city. What would city be the first city? That's what New I York, want. capital New York? of the world. Really? Yes. I thought Philadelphia, I'm not, I mean, you know what? You guys are talking, before the show, Liz made a comment about, I know a lot of things about, and I said, Liz, I know unimportant things, but important things like the first city and whether Philadelphia came before New York, no clue. Well, I don't think it's chronological. (laughs) I mean, I think probably like, I don't know. Hanover, New Hampshire came before everything. I don't know. Oh. But like, but like, be but like number one, uh, capital of the world. Gotcha. Most populated. Seems like a little bit disrespectful to Farmington, Connecticut, but we can have <laughs> that right. conversation <laughs> a different time. Anyway, yeah. we'll go have drinks at Conspiracy. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. It is. And we'll talk about that. the conspiracy behind naming it the second city. There you go. Hey, I like that. And then we can have somebody maybe do some valet parking for us there in Farmington oh, while we're at it. Wow. All right. Let's talk about this Browns and 49ers game. Yeah. I was talking I with apologize again, by the way, it was, I, you know, it's, it's Liz's it's fault. It's Loza. It's yeah. Liz, Liz field. Uh, I was talking with Keith last night about okay. this, like the Browns quarterback situation. Very we, bizarre. Super weird. So I, I want to just lay th- some things out. We found out last <laughs> week, last minute, Sunday morning, mm-hmm. that Dorian Thompson Robinson is going to start yeah, Sunday morning rather than Deshaun Watson. This was week four. Correct. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Week four. Uh, so much so that Dorian Thompson Robinson also found out the same time that we did at like 10:30 a.m. that he was going to get the start. Yeah. Now here we are in week six, and if Deshaun Watson was so close that they waited until 10:30 to make that decision, and he's not playing again this week, and there was a buy, and there was a buy, it just mm. makes me wonder what's going on with this field. And I don't, you might not have anything more than that, but that's a really weird thing for me. How could you be so close in week four and then still here in week six? It's, there's a possibility, a good one, it sounds like, that we won't see Deshaun Watson this so week. So I don't know what could be wrong but the fact that it hasn't gotten dramatically better in what's called 12 days makes me feel like there's a very real possibility to your point right now that Deshaun Watson will sit once again on Sunday yeah so let's talk about this matchup quickly if Deshaun Watson's not in the game if Deshaun Watson is not playing for the Browns on Sunday it will be PJ Walker and you will not be starting your Browns pass catchers nope simple easy by the way Jerome Ford might be a tough day. Who hasn't been very efficient as a runner so far? I'm not giving up hope yet, but Me 19 either. carries for 44 yards, not ideal. 
this could be a, a game in which, and, and the Browns have a great defense. So I don't think this could be 42 to 10 like it was this past sure. Sunday night for the 49ers, but the Browns might be lucky to get to 10 points mm-hmm. if they do not have Deshaun Watson. Yep. That's going to be tough. If Watson does play, and you're talking about quarterback, who even if he plays is dealing with a compromised shoulder mm-hmm. against the 49ers off defense, mm-hmm. you really think you want to play him as your starting quarterback? You do not in a one quarterback league. Want is not the not. word. Yes. Yeah, I do not want to. But you likely drafted Watson and are playing him because of his rushing upside, right? Um, I, th- I mean, even the passing upside was so good. And in, in te- I think if I think if you drafted Deshaun, you were betting on the idea that of the two sample sizes that Deshaun had showed us, six games in Cleveland, all those games in Houston, mm-hmm. the larger one was more representative of what he is. That's what I think you were betting on which included a year in which he led the NFL in passing yards. So I, I, my hope is that if you, just, if you drafted Deshaun Watson because of how bad he was last year in fantasy, you paired him with somebody else. One of the most popular players to pair any of your quarterbacks with was Anthony Richardson, who's now out for potentially eight weeks, at yep. least four games. Also, by the way, hurt his shoulder yeah. on, what, a three- or four-yard scramble. Mm-hmm. We like Watson yeah. in the running game. Yeah. Protect that shoulder. So I, put it this way. I, I, would, I would make other plans at quarterback mm-hmm. if Deshaun Watson does play for the Browns. It's just way too bad of a matchup, plus the soreness of the arm. All those things make me nervous for Deshaun. Meanwhile, I don't think Brock Purdy's the guy that I'm turning to if Deshaun is your plan A. Because while Purdy has been unbelievable, I think the upside is obviously just limited against a Browns defense that has been nasty so far this year. We tend to focus mostly on the Browns offense because of the fact that they paid Deshaun Watson all the money that they did, plus traded them all those picks, Houston all those picks, but their defense has been downright incredible so far this season. Mm -hmm. So while I think San Francisco can move the football any single week against any team, if there was ever a time where I felt like the 30-point streak might come to an end, this could be it for Brock Purdy. He, he might scrape to 16, 17 fantasy points. Wouldn't stun me. I don't think another, what was last week, Pulse? Like 27 fantasy points for Purdy? It was something ridiculous. 26.0. 29. 29. Wow, whatever it was. A I lot got, of fantasy points. I got points. 26. It was more than 25. Okay, put and it this way. It was a lot. Yeah. I don't think a remix of that is coming. So I think no. both of no. these quarterbacks, if you've been using them as your starters, are potential players to consider pivoting off of in week six. Watson, for sure. Purdy, I could understand because he's just been that efficient and this offense is that dominant, but he is ranked lower this week for me than I anticipated he will be ranked in most weeks going forward, coming off of that masterpiece of a game this past Sunday and night. And the recency bias to that point yeah. is really affecting managers right now, right? Because you see him put up four scores against the Dallas defense, a team that I think had only allowed what, two passing scores prior to that? No picks in that game either as well. However, and I I think this is similar to the point that Field is is making, Purdy has had at least one sack in every game this season. It is spooky season for Miles Garrett right now, Mm. and I think he is definitely wanting to put Purdy's Purdy's name on his front lawn. Interesting. That's right. For those that don't know, he literally puts Puts the names names, of the quarterbacks that he has sacked on his front yard. In gravestones. Yes, do you guys respect the people that get out in front of Halloween by like a month no. and decorate their whole yard? I've got some neighbors who are all in and I'm like, you know, we have, we have a much more modest approach to our Halloween, Halloween decor. Um, maybe we just don't have enough fervor for Halloween, but there are some people that like September 15th, like 20 foot skeletons in their front yards. Yeah. yeah. No. My, my neighbor across the street is that guy. I, first off, I love him though. Wesley, okay. if, if for some reason you're watching this show, I love you, buddy. Uh, Do you think he watches? I don't think so, but his son works here at ESPN. Oh, really? So no kidding. Yeah, Shout out to his son. So, so there's a chance that there's he may come back to him someday, yeah. so I want to be careful with this. But at the same time, <laughs> like I love watching him because even though I don't do that for my house, yeah. I get to vicariously live through someone that does get that excitement. And like they've got... Uh, 15 gravestones in their front yard. They've got their entire front porch is just yeah. littered with like cobwebs and they've got skeletons and like witches that like move and hats and stuff. Like I love seeing that. You'll see though. Yours are so little. Yeah. It's scary for some for kids. Like kids. my, my yeah. daughter got spooked I beyond yeah. with the jumping out last year. She was five last year. It was, it was a little much. So we do more of the like cute ghosts and look at the kitty yeah. popping out of a okay. jack-o'-lantern. That's fair. All right. One, la- one last Halloween story and then we'll move off from decor. So when I used to live in downtown Boston, I lived on a block in which uh, they, they blocked off this specific block because there was one home. It was owned by this family that had like a gajillion dollars. It was this absolutely spectacular, massive, massive home. 
home in downtown Boston. And uh, every year, the the people who own this home would throw the most epic Halloween party ever. They would literally hire actors who would be sitting outside, you know, looking like ghouls and ghosts and all that stuff. Um, and then in the front of the house, it was for the kids to come over and like get candy. They do a little haunted house inside the house. Yes. And then on the back side of it, in their garage, which is like, I mean, their garage the was garage like a freaking a basketball home. court. Yeah, yes, okay. it was huge. They would have this unbelievable buffet and as many cocktails as you could possibly imagine. Chapin and I were not parents at that time, mm-hmm. but we would just sneak over to the parent side. We'd of be like, course. yeah, you know, our kids are having a blast in your haunted house in the front. Uh, <laughs> one of those like, you know, haunted rums for us. Does that work? That's I miss so those days. Funny. Yeah. I mean, we used to come home sauce after that party. Amazing. Yeah, it was great. Then we go back to our apartment with our no kids and we'd be like, yeah, well, even better. Yes. <laughs> so say we have no responsibility. We don't have to worry about being little buzzed right now. All now the mini Snickers for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's Can so I, much fun. Can I, to that end, um, just one more spooky point. I love spooky points. Go yeah. ahead. The over-under in the Browns 49ers game is 37. Mm, that's so we're not expecting a lot of points. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. No, we're not. Yeah. All right. Let's move ahead and talk about the Chargers. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to get Liz's friend Austin Eckler back. Yeah. That'll be really exciting. 99% likely. All fantasy managers are very excited about that. The question for me is, this is going to be the first game that we get. Sorry. This will, we've had one game post yeah. Mike Williams injury. Yep. Second time that we're going to see this, but it's going to be against a Dallas Cowboys defense that just got embarrassed mm-hmm. by the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to want to come out and try to look good. If I'm starting anyone from this game, obviously we're starting Austin Eckler. I'm starting Justin Herbert yeah. and I'm starting Keenan Allen. The question is, are you going to go deep enough into the well field that you would consider a guy like Josh Palmer? Or is that too deep? Again, with only two teams on a bye, you probably don't have to go that far down your wide receiver list. Wide receiver 39 for me is Josh Palmer. However, I advocated for him as a waiver wire ad this past week because the Chargers went into a bye last week. Coming off of his week four performance, he was not added a ton but he had eight targets Mm -hmm. and Josh Palmer had a ton of targets last year was not always super efficient and did not really meet expectations Mm -hmm. during the time in which Mike Williams or Keenan Allen was hurt. Obviously Allen had that prolonged absence last year. So it's not a guarantee that Josh Palmer is going to evolve to the point where he is a lineup lock, but still no or very little impact from Quinton Johnston. It is going to be Josh Palmer running the second most routes amongst chargers, wide receivers, wide receiver 39 for this week. But if you've got a flexible bench spot right now, I would not hate stashing Josh Palmer. Yeah, I'm all in. I think I'm not all in. I am all in on him as a stash, but I don't like him in this matchup, but I think you're right. It's Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler and Austin Eckler uh, averaged 9.6 targets per game with Keenan or Mike Williams out last season. Mm. So, you know, Mike told us about going back to last year, Austin Eckler, I think, has five or fewer targets in five straight games. Maybe this is time for that to uh, to bump back up. Hey, we'll I'm, I'm happy to speak that into existence, especially yeah. if you haven't had Austin Eckler for the last four weeks. Yeah, I've been able to use him. Yeah, you've, it'll be fantastic just getting him out there in your lineup. Oh, my God. And you get it on Monday night to Monday night miracle. You'd be waiting for Austin Eckler mm-hmm. to show up I'm and pumped. it's like, oh, I'm down by 17. No matter. I won by nine. I feel like my Monday Night Miracle is going to be more like is CeeDee Lamb finally going to score points here for me this week or not? Because yeah. it's been really frustrating there. Yeah. So. Um, I should note that uh, Pulse notes that uh, the the games in which I was referring to for Austin Eckler's decreased passing game utilization, yep. both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were healthy. So maybe Liz's thought oh. will prevail. Maybe we're trying, to, we're trying to manifest these targets. As she noted, last year without one of those two receivers, yep. Eckler, a busy guy in the passing Monday game. Monday Manifestation. Monday Ooh. manifestation instead of miracle. Mm-hmm. I like you're going to make it happen instead yes. of Monday manifestation. You know what, Liz? From a place not this of scarcity. It. So I stopped using like the word manifestation oh, after last year. Um, actually, uh, Deontay, yeah, Johnson. Deontay Johnson burned <laughs> me even more. I asked for one touchdown. Like I wasn't even greedy. Like I didn't even ask. Like you know, you could go big and say like I want Tyree Kill to shatter the single season receiving yardage mark. And by the way, that could happen. But if he gets to like 2,200 receiving yards. That would be nearly 300 more than Calvin Johnson. Like, that would be unbelievable. That would be incredible. I just want one touchdown from a guy who makes 19 million bucks a year. Is that too much to ask? No. It shouldn't be. But you didn't get it. Maybe we need to work on your manifestation techniques. You know, Liz is a tarot card reader. We learned this last night. You guys, they're going to come for me now. All right. I know. She was saying all kinds of wild stuff last night. People were like, oh, my God. Like, you bought me a pumpkin martini. I went home home teary-eyed last night. I wasn't sure if I was crying tears of joy or tears of sadness, but the tarot card did just got my mind. It was so good. I didn't read Field, for the record. Yeah, I didn't get a reading either. I think it was just... uh, Paul's got a a reading. And Mike Clay. Mike Clay? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was weird. Mike got a uh, reading and it was like, yeah, um, you will finish last in the Fantasy Focus Show League. That's That was weird. I mean, it's it surprised weird. me, but yeah, the it's cards also, are the cards, right? Well, you, yeah. you shuffled the deck that time. I, I, did. Oh, I didn't mean to, is. but I did, yes. <laughs> uh, let's move ahead and talk about these Texans, guys. We have one Texan wide receiver that right now is in the concussion protocol. That is Tank Dell. Oh. We've loved being able to see him and what this young rookie can do because of that. I think Nico Collins is the guy that we're looking at. But Nico Collins, Liz, has been a little boom and bust here in spite of the fact that we mm. really loved him this year. We got the A.J. Terrell treatment last week, and that, and that definitely hurt him. But uh, he did eclipse 100 yards in two of his last four. Like that? He also Will he get the Marshawn Lattimore treatment this week? That's a great question. Taking on the Saints, this is a really good... Mike like Clay's secondary. wide receiver cornerback matchup, of course, available on ESPN Plus right now. And yeah, I would be surprised if Tank Dell is available. I know Stefania has cautioned us, and she has been... She is the, the goat on that stuff uh, in terms of like, you know, uh, predicting a timeline uh, for players returning from a concussion. Um, I will just point to this data point that since Kenny Pickett returned within one week last year, I think it was like from week six to week seven. We haven't seen a single player return from a concussion within seven days mm-hmm. of the concussion being suffered. So and I, I think that might be in part at the encouragement of the NFL, right? The concussions are Being obviously taking it seven yeah. days. Uh, and, I, and I know that there's much more to it than just my simple brain uh, analysis of it. But uh, I'd be surprised if tank Dell is available on Sunday for the Texans. I've got new Collins as wide receiver 22. Uh, I hope he does not draw the Marshawn Lattimore treatment because Marshawn is an absolute stone cold baller. But one thing we have learned about this Texans offense is that doesn't matter who they're playing that quarterback can freaking play how cool is it to see cj stroud balling out the offensive line is coming together yep. getting a little more healthy they lost a really tough game this past week to atlanta but houston's going to be in the mix almost every game that they play especially when they're playing an offense in new orleans who's not super duper explosive obviously mm-hmm. they played better last week the patriots offense helped the saints oh, offense play pretty well yeah. Uh, yeah. but um yeah this texan like i get new nico collins is wide receiver 22 if you're in a super duper deep league and i always wonder when we say that how how many people we are actually servicing. Hopefully there are a bunch of you that are listening to the show that play in like a 16 team league. Robert Woods wide receiver 44 for me this week. If tank Dell doesn't play Bobby trees will probably collect five to six targets in this game. Well, then he will clear what he has not over the past three. Cause he's only caught three balls for three straight games. Yeah. Also dealing with a rib injury though, mm. which I, which I don't love. Um, yeah. And I don't Do you know how many ribs we have. We talked about this was to 52. Is that right? I, I just remember the I number being a lot. I looked at Paul's like Paul's like an anatomy perfect. teacher. It's yeah. so great when we ask somebody a question. Do you know the answer to this? Knowing that we also don't know the answer to the question. 24. Yes. Oh, 24. I have double. You have double the ribs. Yeah. <laughs> I've eaten so many ribs in my life that I now have 26. Yeah, we got a couple more in yeah. there. That's so funny. Uh, 52. Can you imagine having 52 ribs? You'd be so tall. Okay. You'd have well, such a long torso. I I, if you feel better about it. I thought we had eight. Okay. I just. <laughs> really getting me oh my god I, just, I was like just i was counting i was like all right you're like one, one two, two three four I can feel yeah. those ones. Well, yeah all of us are not particularly large people so i'm imagining like 52 ribs on our oh, relatively be yeah. diminutive frame uh where do we leave off what were we just talking about Dalton Dalton Collins and, oh, yeah okay. all right. Dalton Dalton. yeah yeah i mean are you listen i mean we're talking about these pass catchers would you start liz you're our tight end whisperer would yes. you start dalton schultz here this week don't tell sal pal i don't I know coming after I, me though by the way, cows have 26 ribs. So that must be what you're confusing me with. Wow. What? Yeah. Oh, field. Yeah, what Paul just told me that. Okay. They have 26 ribs. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dalton Schultz has been playing like he's got 74. Yes, he has. Because been. he has been finding the end zone regularly. Hey-o. I believe he went over 60 yards and found the end zone last week, which felt pretty good. Listen, if Robert Woods is compromised and Tank Dell isn't available and Nico Collins does draw the uh, Marshawn Lattimore treatment, then, and we know that while CJ Stroud has been unafraid to let the ball rip, is not necessarily using a security blanket the way that some green quarterbacks, young quarterbacks reach for one over the middle of the field. Dalton Schultz, however, has been that to him, has been that for Stroud only in the red area. I don't like to chase touchdowns, but look at this tight end landscape and tell mm-hmm. me you can't. Mm-hmm. So if there are fewer options available and he's been doing it and putting it together and Stroud is getting a little bit um, nervous from 20 yards out, then Schultz is your guy. I, I think he could. Yeah, he's been much better over the past two weeks. Yeah. He had seven catches and zero touchdowns in the first three games. He's got 10 catches and two touchdowns over the past two. The question is, is that specific to something that's taken place within this offense or is that just randomness? I've got him as tight end 14. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to move him up 
Also, it's a really good matchup against the Falcons okay. for, Moving up. for Schultz. Moving on up. Yeah. I want him to be good. I like. I, I really liked him last year. I thought he looked fantastic with the Dallas Cowboys. I was actually expecting him to get a little bit more usage here early on because yeah. I didn't I didn't think that Nico Collins or Tank Dell would come in and command the target share that they have. So I'm wondering, without Tank Dell being there, are we going to get a little bit more we of take this that. Dalton Schultz? I'd be all right with that. Liz, last question here. Is it a smooth brain decision to try and start Kyle Pitts this week? Smooth brain? Yeah. What does that That's mean? That's smart? No, it's smart? the opposite. You know oh. how like, every time you learn something, your brain gets a, like an extra wrinkle in it? Oh, oh. really? Yeah. Uh, my brain just got an extra wrinkle in it then. Yeah. <laughs> Well that's pretty good. I mean, that's, yeah, we got one wrinkle on Fields Brain right now. So wow. That's Two. Um, that's fair. I, yes, I am likely going to play Kyle Pitts after he did good things. Last oh, 11 targets. Because Why? who else are you, what are you going to do? Are you going to start um, Jake Ferguson maybe. ahead of maybe. him? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, the answer because is was always going to be maybe. I, I feel like I could literally just take out a magic eight ball, shake it, and whatever it says, like that's going to give me just as much analysis so, on Kyle Pitts because I don't know. No, okay, fine. But if you have still not traded and you're holding on to Kyle Pitts and you're not playing him, what are you doing? Mm. Like either you need to move on from the situation or decide that this is your guy and you're going to play the tight end roulette. Do we think that Kyle Pitts needs to rebrand with a new name? Like, you know how like Robbie Anderson is now chosen Anderson. Yeah. Sure. Do we feel like like this meta world piece from on our tests? Like, huh. you feel like Kyle Pitts' career could get on track from a fantasy perspective if he decided to go by something like K Pitts. Just K. Just K Pitts. I don't know. I'm trying to think of ways to turn this thing around because uh, it's been hard uh, because I've tried a lot of other things uh, over the past two and a half seasons. I've got him as tight end 12 this week, Daniel. So it's not actually a terrible start. I play the commanders who can't stop anybody on defense right now. And Desmond Ritter deserves a ton of flowers for his performance this past week, which included 11 targets, as I mentioned, for Kyle Pitts. So kind of in? Kind of in on Jonu Smith as well, though. That's the hard part. And this is the tight end position right now. I totally get what you're saying, Liz. If you have Kyle Pitts and he's on your roster, are you really (laughs) rostering two tight ends? And is that second tight end that you're rostering going to play over Kyle Pitts? And if that's the case, why are you still keeping Kyle Pitts on your roster when you could go out and get somebody with more upside? So I under, I totally get that conversation. The hard part for me is I just, I can't quit Kyle Pitts. I don't know how to fully be out because when we look at the tight end landscape, this guy is just more skilled than all of the other guys that I'm looking at starting over Mm. top of him. And that's the part where like, I just know he's a better athlete. I just know that he's a he's a, a better physical specimen than some of these other guys. So is it ever going to get put together? So you have his athletic upside, and you have him in a good matchup, right? Cole Komet found the end zone against mm-hmm. the Commanders last he did. week, right? He did dominant Bears offense, <laughs> winning the division. Yep. Um, Ooh, so if well. you he <laughs> disagree with you. If you have those two things, then what's stopping you? This is not a bad matchup. What's stopping me is everything else that I've seen from Kyle Pitts this year. All of that like emotional scarring from week one, week two, mm-hmm. week three. Mm. And week four, mm-hmm. I think that's what was stopping me from wanting to start Kyle Pitts. Got it. Okay, then don't. Well, gosh, Liz. Okay. <laughs> How about that for uh, advice? This, don't a, do it. Yeah. Fine. Fine. I'm not going to make you start him if you don't want to. Um, I just think it's an interesting conversation, and it's a tough one. Yeah. I don't think I'm the only fantasy manager that feels this way about Kyle Pitts. There's a big if he if we saw him do this last week. This is part of what he can bring to the table if he is actually utilized within this Falcons offense. That's why we drafted him as a top 10 tight end. What do you think happens next year? If this like never gets on track this season, he has a couple of games like he had last week, but like Kyle Pitts never gets like red hot for like a three or four game stretch. What is our analysis going to be going into drafts next year? Like, hey, I've got Kyle Pitts' tight end 10 because you're getting him at a discount (laughs) from the discount that you got him on last year Uh, from the discount that you got him on from a year before. I don't like it. Oh, man. I don't like any of it. My my bugaboo. I kind of... Was that the proper usage of bugaboo? I think that's the right thing to say. Yes, I do. My bugaboo? It's going to be difficult with him. But it wouldn't be as difficult if you hadn't drafted him where you drafted him, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. You feel there's buyer's remorse. When you say you, do you mean us or do you mean the Falcons who took him fourth overall in the real life draft? <laughs> Thank you. I mean fantasy managers. <laughs> oh, okay. But they're going to trade him, right? We're, we're already putting that out there. The um, Falcons are going to trade him? The Falcons are going to trade Kyle Pitts. Where do you we, think, we, we've got to start it. Where do you think? 
I don't even care. Somewhere that throws the ball more. Anywhere that just as long as it's not the Tennessee Titans, then okay. I'm fine with him. I know. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> just don't give it to another team that doesn't throw the football. That's It'd all. It'd be I'm hilarious saying. if they traded him to the Titans for Derrick Henry, and then Bajan had Derrick Henry and Tyler Algier in the same backfield as him. Oh my gosh. That and then be- we've got Kyle Pitts and Shigo Conquo as the yeah. two Titans in Tennessee. Yeah. Or yeah. I mean, Miami would be nice. Miami oh. just loaded up, loaded up. Why not, right? Uh, I mean, why, but they don't need that. Listen, they need to they take Chase Claypool and they need Get to do what I here. do in Madden. They just turn him into a big tight end. Top. That's all you need to do. Yeah, that could work. Top ten for uh, for Pitt. You're saying Pulse? Does someone have inside the top ten? Who's got him inside the top ten? Nobody. Should we do it though, just for fun? A Kyle Pitts top ten board bet for this week? All right, all right, I'll do it. I'm in. <laughs> okay. You're gonna be in on yes. the top ten. All right. You think be, you think he will be a top ten? I mean, I'd prefer top 12, but I'll take top 10. You can take yes. top 12. It's let's, let's, your rules. You're the what, boss. I'll do top 12 as well. I think yeah. he will be outside the top 12. Okay. okay. You I'll think he'll be inside, inside the top 10. Yes. Okay. What do you awesome. think, Field? Are, we, are you on my side or Liz's side? I will side? be 12. precisely down the middle at 12. So you win if we get to 12? Correct. These are, I, I wish that yeah. you, you've got no, you've got nothing that to go wrong. No downside, only upside. You only have upside. Yeah. All right. I think Kyle Pelt, I think Kyle Pitts will finish outside the top 12 at tight end in week six. And I think Kyle Pitts will finish inside the top 12 at tight end in week six. Put, Put it on the board. board. Put, it on the, Put board. it on the board. Good job, Liz. Yes. That was a good board Love bet. It. That was a good looking board bet. Yeah. All right. That's I, get, it. I get number 12. Yeah. We're going to be back tomorrow. We got a bigger week five, or excuse me, week six preview. We're going to go through everything yeah. else. We're gonna obviously going to recap this Thursday night football game. Yeah. Anything, Liz, you want to add? Like, this is your last time on this the show in it. person for a little bit. Anything you want to, like... Uh, let the people know about? Um, no, just, oh, check out Facts facts Versus Feelings, mm-hmm. my weekly yeah. column. Yep. Uh, I've been, I really do put like my heart and soul into it every week. It's been- you Put your heart, your soul, and your feelings into it. I do, and some yeah. facts. And we some sprinkle facts. some yeah. of those the, along yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, this week, the intro was all about the Jeep Wrangler car yes, rental that I was able was a fun to snag. Read. Thank you very much. And I highlighted Dallas Goddard in it as well. So that, it's always seven players and a couple of facts, a couple of feelings, but check that out because I really do enjoy- I enjoy writing that one. And also there is a cathartic element. I, I think it's beneficial for everyone. Good for you. Yeah. I couldn't spell cathartic, so I don't know that it would be cathartic for me. Me either. I don't think it would be for me, but I'll tell you what, you and I also write oh, the props speaking of pop cathartic, column. No, we did a little therapy session we together. We did a therapy session. Check out the score report. It's going to come out Ooh. tomorrow. Liz and I had a ton of fun doing a little bit of a skit, so we will make sure to be able to share that with you guys. But on behalf of Field and Liz, who you can follow on the X at Liz Loza underscore FF. Make sure you go out and follow her. My name is Daniel Dopp. We love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself. Mm. Have fun watching Thursday Night Football. Go Chiefs. We will see you tomorrow on Friday. Can't wait. Can we get rid of Mike Clay? Just yes. Oh, oh, my gosh, Liz. Please. You are so much better than Mike. Oh, no, 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 no. You've got numbers. You're funny. Facts. Feelings. Tarot cards. <laughs> Crystals. <laughs> if you need a stick of tide, Field is your guy. If you're in Bristol or in Farmington, you should find another ride. Candidly, he hates Mike Clay. And you know that it's a fact. Every hater's gonna He's on TV every day A spicy tomato who's got the stats And tweets that'll make you laugh He's our favorite host And everybody knows his name He's feeling